We're back on the news hour on this Thanksgiving week, shifting things around a little bit, doing the Illini Notebook here on a Tuesday, as in a way, as Brian Barnhart joins us, we get ready for a, almost a five-day weekend, it feels like, but mm-hmm. it's a, a Thanksgiving feast, I've been calling it, of Illini sports with three basketball games starting tomorrow at 1 p.m., and then football on Saturday. We also got women's basketball tomorrow night, so welcome in, Brian, and buckle up. Yeah, no, good to be here for this, ready to uh, start broadcasting, spending Thanksgiving at the State Farm Center, basically. I think they'll have turkey sandwiches on uh, <laughs> Thursday, but yeah, three uh, three day games in a row, and then of course the the football game on Saturday, and uh, this will be interesting. You see, it's, it's almost, preparing for it is almost like uh, when we're out in Maui, where you have three games in three days. Usually these events have two days back-to-back. But uh, no beaches this time. <laughs> no, it's, and the uh, weather's a lot colder. So yeah, but I think we'll take <laughs> basketball in any circumstance. We'll when it. you think about the last moment of last season with Kofi Coburn blocking Luca Garza to mm-hmm. win the final regular season game and lock up the double bye in the Big Ten, and what transpired between that day in March and this day in November? Yeah, Brad Underwood said it on the coaches' show last night about. It just seems like a long time ago, but it also seems like yesterday. I, I think it seems like a long time ago to me. I, that was uh, that was the last play of the year. We were ready for the double bye in Indianapolis and maybe a NCAA tournament run. And then it just kind of went up in smoke, literally, uh, with the announcement a couple of days later. So, yeah, that, um, that was a great moment and a great season, and hopefully they can uh, carry that over to this year, which I think they will. The Illini Notebook is brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. North Carolina, A&T, Chicago State, and Ohio are the first three in three days for Illinois before the first big game next week against Baylor. For an Illini team that has a lot of expectations on it, first of all, they got that number eight in front of their title right now with the AP ranking. Yeah, it's hard to tell what the rankings, you know, a, a lot of it, you know, is who's back, obviously, for Illinois. They've got most everybody back, and the key guys back are Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn uh, with Georgie and DeMonte and, of course, Trent Frazier in his senior year. So there's there's reasons for that optimism, but also some question marks as to, you know, how are the new guys going to be worked in, the Adam Millers and the Curbellos, and, you know, you got a very deep roster. What about Coleman Hawkins? Can he help this year? You know, there's just different guys in the mix this year as to your rotation. And normally you have the exhibition games and the early games of a season to get that done. And now basically you've got three games this week to figure it out. And then suddenly you're playing Baylor. uh, And suddenly you're playing Missouri. And you're playing Duke. And those are big ones. And so you've got to try to figure it out fairly fast. In the past, too, you would even have the so-called secret scrimmages or closed Mm. scrimmages against a team that you'd – find a place to play against that nobody gets to watch like South Carolina or or a, or a Xavier or something mm-hmm. like that and then the exhibition you don't have that the only thing they had was their own internal scrimmage at the State Farm Center that they ran last week so it's really what what are we going to see here we 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 have a lot of expectations because of who's mm-hmm. back and yet we don't know exactly what to see and and these are also three games that everybody expects for Illinois to win Yes, and of course, uh, you know, uh, North Carolina A&T, the first opponent coming up tomorrow. This is a team that went 12-4 and in their conference last year, changed coaches, changed their style completely, uh, and won a lot of games down the stretch, and they've got some guys back, including one of the leading assist men in the country. So that's going to be a little tricky, and you never know quite what these teams are. Usually they don't have the same size, but they're quick and they're 
uh, agile and they're good scorers and they've got a couple of guys that can hurt you if you're not ready, not dialed in defensively. And you've got the new guys now with a scouting report they've got to pay attention to. So there's some of that. Uh, you know, Wright State would have been, I think, obviously a challenge just because they won a lot of games last year. And then, of course, Ohio was an over 500 team. You know, Chicago State struggled last year, but it's great that they can come in and help fill that gap for us. They had their own event, I think, that had to be postponed. So, um, yeah, I, 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 a lot of um, unanswered questions in a way, but also a lot of pieces we're familiar with. You, of course, got the COVID challenge, too, but you also want to make sure everybody is healthy, just mm-hmm. basketball and injury-free mm-hmm. as well. I think Austin Hutcherson has been a question mark, and we'll find out if, if he's ready to go here at the beginning of the season because he's supposed to add a, a valuable shooting piece. Yeah, both uh, Hutcherson and Grandison are guys who did very well. Uh, I think Grandison was at uh, Holy Cross with Bill Carmody and was one of the better shooters, uh, three-point shooters in that league. And, and then, of course, Hutcherson in Division Three. Um, had a great career there, points and three-pointers and free-throw percentage. And so two guys that can fill up the basket, but again, got to get, uh, you know, in particularly Hutchinson's case, hand- healthy. Uh, Benjamin uh, Verdonk obviously is still nursing his injury, and we've just seen a little bit of him over the last year or so. But, you know, those are guys that are a little further, a little further down the depth chart because uh, you've got, you know, what what I'm curious about is, uh, you know, with Georgie, he's obviously going to be the backup for Kofi. I think that's pretty standard. Uh, if they do go smaller, what does that look like with Demonte Williams? And do you put Georgie at the five in that lineup? What about um, uh, you know Miller and Curbelo together, or do you work him in with Io as opposed to you know uh, Trent Frazier? I mean, who's bringing the ball up? Obviously, Curbelo at some point is going to be your point guard in the future. And there's just a lot of curious things to look at as you get ready for this. Absolutely. All right, Brian, you, you have uh, several notebooks here ready to go for this week with four games in four days. So let's open up whatever one you want there, Brian. And it's brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Brews and Seven Saints. Yeah, Langley, we mentioned him, 600-plus assists in his career. Last year, 12 times in a game, he had 10 or more assists. He didn't get that many last year. Illinois did play North, North Carolina A&T last year. It was uh, the, the day before... Uh, the bowl game, I think, the football bowl game out in, in California. So uh, they're from Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, and they were uh, contenders for the MEAC title last year. They've also got a young man, Cleveland, who was on the MEAC uh, conference all-freshman team. He's from Chicago, and he's not afraid to shoot the ball. So it's interesting on that. A couple of notes on the Illini, of course. Uh, Kofi Coburn returning 12 double-doubles last year. forgot about the number of mm. double-doubles that he had, including – a huge game against North Carolina A&T last year with 26. Uh, Trent Frazier went over the 1,000-point mark in his career, even though his scoring fell off a little bit last year because he was asked to do to do other things. And um, I mentioned Georgie Bishanishvili uh, had five assists. That was his season high last year against North Carolina A&T. I think he ended yeah. up fourth on the team in the assist category. And he, mm-hmm. A lot of high-low opportunities there with Kofi Coburn. That uh, ended up being a, actually a big part of Georgie's game last year was passing. One other note on uh, North Carolina A&T. They do have one NCAA tournament win. They beat Liberty in the game in Dayton seven years ago in 2013. Uh, but they have been very good in their home in Greensboro when they've played there, 25 wins in a row at home. But obviously got off to a slow start last year. Uh, their coach, actually the current coach, took over the game 
last year against Illinois. That was his first game, and he went on to be the conference coach of the year hmm. after taking over as the interim. So it'll be a rematch here again, and tomorrow our game day coverage starts at 11, right after you're done with Penny, Brian, and we'll yes. shift to basketball, and then the tip is at 1 o'clock here on DWS. Brian, wishing you all the best. Thanks always hey, for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's the Illini Notebook, and we're back with local news in a moment.